Hello world, it's Brea, and welcome to Hello Brea. I am thrilled to be embarking upon this new journey as an official podcast host. Here I'll be spilling the tea on all of my life's most recent events, pivotal moments, and toughest lessons. These are go-to conversations for women taking the world by storm, women figuring it out, and those who wish to know more about my life, my story, my journey, and how it can also help you with yours. Thank you so much for tagging along, and I cannot wait to see where this journey takes us. Hello, and welcome back to Hello Brea. It is your host, Brea, and today I am going to talk about how I stopped being toxic in relationships and in life in general, (laughs) Um, whether it's a relationship with myself, an intimate relationship, or what have you. You know, everyone loves using the word toxic these days, but truthfully, how many of us are actually toxic? I must admit, I was once very toxic and immature in my relationships with other people and even with myself. I would love to play games. And this is like, again, talking about like dating Um, and I was so adamant about not being vulnerable. I had such a hard shell, but when I started to work on this, this also helps me in my relationships with my family and even my friends. Um, I decided to set about on a journey of self-discovery and really exploring, um, what vulnerability actually is and, and what it means to be vulnerable and how I can be better at it. Um, I remember a friend of mine saying to me one day, this was years ago, you know, you're not as open as you think you are. And that always stuck with me because I am a very like free spirited and, you know, fun person. Um, and sometimes when I would try to be like open, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was vulnerable. It would be like painfully off, like awkward and just awfully like cringy. It just, it wasn't good because I just didn't know. And so it was almost like word vomit. Um, but I used to see vulnerability as a weakness And I would always hide. And my first instinct was always shame. Um, I, several years ago, discovered a brilliant woman named Brene Brown. And I'm sure um, many of you are familiar with her. She is um, an expert on shame or researcher, um, an expert and author. And she really helps me uncover the truth about vulnerability and self-shaming. Because the truth is being vulnerable isn't easy and it's oftentimes a conscious decision we have to make. However, most of us who hide our feelings and don't speak about them not only do a disservice to ourselves, but we don't even realize that it actually exposes a lot of our insecurities. We're afraid someone is going to have some sort of upper hand or shame us. 
And not saying that some won't try that, but when someone does, I've, I have found that standing in my own power is how I remain unmoved and untouched by their weakness and brokenness. And I think I, I wanted to be intentional about that sentence because I feel like a lot of times we feel like we give our power away when we're being vulnerable. And so, you know, my first thought is to say how I gain my power back um, is by not feeding into their insecurities, but I don't even think you lose power by being vulnerable. I think it's a risk that we have to take and we see how others respond and then we respond accordingly. The truth is that people that hurt people hurt people and we hear that a lot. But when our cup is full, when we're healthy, confident, and fulfilled, we don't have room in our energetic or spiritual orbit to disrupt someone else. Even if something were to happen accidentally, a person who's healthy and full can acknowledge their flaws and agree to growth. Again, I want to reiterate that vulnerability is a risk that we all take. And I brought up Brene Brown because in her book, Daring Greatly, she does a perfect job of explaining vulnerability and trust through a story about her daughter's grade school class. And I love telling this story to people because, again, it's just so helpful. And so she challenges you to think about it like this. So her daughter's classroom, her teacher has this jar of marbles. And whenever the students are performing good and people are are being um, are engaging with her students are engaging with her and answering questions and you know just behaving on their best behavior she puts a marble or marbles into the jar and once the jar is full they get a pizza party however when people are students are misbehaving or she can't get control of the classroom she takes marbles out and so until obviously the jar is full is when they, you know, reap this like great reward of a pizza party, which you know how amazing pizza parties are to you in, in, in grade school. Um, the jar has to be full. And so, you know, think of life the same way. Like as people give you reasons to trust them, like slowly put marbles into the jar. And when the jar is full is when you know, like, okay, this is a safe space or I can reward this person by commitment or committing to this person or whatever that reward for you may be. But don't be afraid of, you know, taking marbles away. And so again, she uses this example because, you know, you have to take that risk and um, you can always take marbles away when people show you, you know, who they really are. And it's in a negative light um, when you are, again, being vulnerable. But yeah, so I've learned to live my life the same way. And as I get to know someone, I give them marbles. When you make me comfortable or treat me badly, when you make me uncomfortable or treat me badly, I take them away. Um, I believe in forgiveness, but I don't believe that I have to engage with anyone that makes me uncomfortable. And second chances to me look like forgiving and releasing. 
It doesn't always mean you have to physically have someone in your space again. And this is something that I have learned as I have gotten older because, again, I would always resort to shame and feel like, you know, oh, I have to give someone another chance or, oh, I have to like, you know, I have to make myself uncomfortable to make this person comfortable and to be around them and to act like, you know, nothing ever happened or I have to hide my feelings because I don't want them to think that they hurt me or they, you know, um, moved me in any way. And I realized how damaging that was, you know, to myself, how self-sabotaging that was. And again, just plain toxic um, and not expressing or vocalizing my feelings and um, not believing people when they show me who they are. Because the truth is, is that, you know, you're not in your head about things, right? Like if someone hurt you, like they hurt you. And it's okay to be hurt because you're human. But what's not okay is the fact that they hurt you and that they don't know about it. So therefore, they believe they can continue to do those same things. And when you wait to say something about it, by the time you blow up and say, oh my gosh, I'm sick and tired of X, Y, and Z, you know, people oftentimes have a rebuttal because you didn't make or set that boundary, you know, at the door. And so um, I guess that brings me to my my next point is, is when you see a red flag, like acknowledge it. Don't try to make it purple. Don't try to make it, you know, like, oh, I didn't see. Don't try to act like you didn't see it. But acknowledge it. And And my dad always tells me, like, face your problems, you know, head on straight on. Don't ignore them because the more that you put things um, on the back burner, you know, you start to subconsciously, like your subconscious mind starts to weigh heavy and, you know, you can't figure out like, what's wrong with me and why do I feel so bad? And it's because, you know, you have so much on your, on your mind subconsciously that um, is weighing you down and making you anxious or, um, and then those thoughts of shame come in the middle of the night or when, you know, you're at your happiest. And it's like, remember that time that this person did this? And, you know, remember when you didn't stick up for yourself in this instance, in that instance. And, um, you know, again, I have just found that I have more peace in my life. I have more confidence in myself when I stand in my my own power. And with time, I've realized vulnerability, in fact, makes me powerful. And I'm no longer afraid of confrontation. I used to feel as though setting the record straight about what someone did to me was limited to strife. And the way I try to best avoid clashing with someone um, would be to just not say anything. But I realized the actual best way to do that is by being patient and giving myself at least 24 hours to calm my emotions and really understand, okay, what happened? Why does it hurt? And how can I articulate that calmly? I also think it helps to know when to walk away. And I believe the universe will present closure when it's time. But 
all in all, my the best thing I could do for myself was, again, extend myself grace when needed um, to be patient. And again, that 24 hour rule is great, you know, because it really helps you kind of settle those raw like emotions um, before speaking to someone or speaking about something. But, you know, just not being afraid of being confrontational and, and confronting something or facing something head on. It really, you, it doesn't mean that you have to bicker with someone. You can speak in the same tone I'm speaking about right now about, you know, your feelings. And I feel the best relationships that we form with people are those in which we are vulnerable. And we talk about our truths. And again, it's not that you have to give it all up front, whether it's in a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship. You know, you don't have to just spill over and overshare. Um, but think of the marbles. It's just, it's a slow process. And um, I think the same Or I should say, I think that this really is something that's helpful for women in dating because a lot of times we are, you know, waiting to find the one and, you know, everything is great in the beginning and we think, okay, this person is amazing. And with time, we realize like they reveal something about themselves that makes us uncomfortable and, you know, instead of finding ourselves in a situation where we're like, oh man, you know, I... I was wrong again. Um, it wasn't that you were necessarily wrong. It was just that your approach to the the situation um, was too rapid or, you know, it, it didn't have focus on simply um, feeling someone out and getting to know whether they deserve all of your or all of you, I should say, in plain terms or not. And so um, all in all, I believe that um, the way I stopped being toxic with myself and in my relationships with other people um, was by learning the art of vulnerability. And again, this really helped me in my relationships with family too. And especially as an adult, like with my parents, I'm able to talk to them about, you know, how I'm feeling or if they said something that made me feel a certain way or if there are things about themselves that, that you know, make are problematic to my growth, then I, you know, I know how to, to speak to them or to speak to my feelings even. Um, and same, like I said, with my girlfriends, I know um, how to navigate all relationships and I don't typically have, you know, run-ins with, with girlfriends really. Um, I don't think that that's even should necessarily be a thing that you should have, um, those types of issues. But I think it just, I should say it helps, um, me, our bond goes, grow stronger by me being vulnerable and saying like, you know, Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling today. Um, because again, I, I feel my way of being toxic in um, relationships with, with girlfriends was just not being open and honest about what I'm going through or, you know, feeling like I will be a burden to someone to share. Um, and I, I think honestly, what is more hurtful is when you aren't 
honest and open with your friends because it feels like you're hiding something, you know, like you aren't being your fullest self and that can feel dangerous to someone, you know, it can, it's, it's, it can feel, um, it's a bit scary to feel like someone that you spend a lot of time with and, you know, that you share so much with that, okay, so is this, does this not feel like a safe space for you? Well, really, it's just your own insecurities and thinking that, um, you know, by you being vulnerable, um, I'm sorry, my alarm to hit the gym is going up, but um, by you being vulnerable, that that somehow is going to um, make you any less of um, a, a strong person or, you know, make you somehow a burden. But really, I believe that um, we show up as as friends by being there for one another. And, you know, we can show up best for ourselves by um, trusting, you know, our gut feelings and learning how to, to be vulnerable, to speak to our emotions. So um, that's my truth. And, you know, if you are struggling with vulnerability, I 100% recommend Brene Brown to you. She has um, two books that I love, um, Daring Greatly and The Gift of Imperfections. And I would totally recommend both of those to anyone that is beginning this journey of vulnerability. She's such a great author and she has several other um, books that you should definitely check out. But those are two that um, were first recommended to me when I started about on this journey of just really deciding that I wanted more for myself and that I wanted more for my relationships with people and, and life in general. So if you do check those books out, be sure to let me know what you think. And um, I hope that they are just as much of a blessing to you as they were to me. Um, I also am praying for all of you who struggle again with being vulnerable because, you know, it is a thing. And I think as as people of color and, you know, I especially can speak to, you know, just being a black woman. There's so much pressure to be strong all the time and so much pressure to have it all together. And so um, I, I think that also really played into my fear of, of vulnerability and what that meant. But again, I think it's it actually makes me even more like attractive to um, to others and make others want to be around me, you know, and it also gave me. Um, more, I guess it opened my mind and heart up to how I can be, I can better show up for other people who, you know, I wish to hold space for when they, you know, wish to, to be vulnerable or talk to me about things that they wouldn't normally talk about with anyone else. So um, again, all in all, very helpful. I hope that this um, episode resonates with with some of you, one of you, all of you. Um, But I feel great and I'm so grateful that, like my mom always tells me, you know, no matter what happens in life, it keeps going. And so that's the most beautiful thing that even if we aren't the best in relationships now that we can be in the future and all we have to do is is make that decision to say, hey, I want to change. I want to grow. I want to be better. And again, it just starts with making up that decision in your mind. So 
I hope you choose to be vulnerable and have healthy relationships, not only with others, but first of all, with yourself and make sure that you're confident and fulfilled with who you are and what you have going on in your world. Um, I love each and every one of you and I will speak with you next episode.